0: Hey Into Picklers, welcome to episode 19 of our podcast Pickleball Therapy, a podcast designed to help you with pickleball improvement and hopefully help you have a better understanding of pickleball and kind of be more chill on the court as you play. This week, we're going to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to share with you some stories about reasonable expectations and setting reasonable expectations when you're out on the pickleball court. I think that'll really help when you're out there. And then at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about online learning, uh, what you can and cannot do with online learning. And I'm going to share with you the really, really cool story of Julius Yego. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. A Kenyan track and field star. You're going to like it. Stay tuned. You've studied the pickleball videos. Maybe read a pickleball book. Taken a lesson or two. But there's just something missing. Something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. VI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. See you in the community. This last week, I had an opportunity to play some really fun and competitive matches with good friends of mine and just excellent pickleball players here in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, we had a foursome and we played 2v2 uh, for, I'm not, something like seven or eight games. Uh, it was a lot of fun, very competitive. It had been a while since I played that competitively. And, you know, like any the kind of, anytime you're playing competitively, anytime I'm playing competitively, you know, I want to perform the best that I can. Uh, I felt that I played well. I felt that some of my shots were kind of missing. And, uh, you know, obviously got down on myself. Maybe not obviously. I probably shouldn't do this. But I got down on myself a little bit out there. And, you know, made me think about, afterwards I was thinking about it a little bit. And I think I went out there with unreasonable expectations and I think it's something that a lot of us do as big players. Sometimes we are got on the court with unreasonable expectations. And when you have unreasonable expectations on the court or in anything in life, right, uh, you can't help but set yourself up to be disappointed uh, with those, you know, with the expectations, right? So you go out there with, you know, expectations of uh, being a billionaire and you're only a thousandaire or whatever, you know, whatever the expectation is, you expect, uh, you know, to... To hit at a, a level of hundred, and you hit at a level of eighty, by definition, you have failed your mark, right? You've not met, met your mark. And I think the brains, the way our brains are wired. I'm not a psychologist or an expert, but I've I've read and and you know enough about it, or or not enough, but I've read about it, and I've listened to podcasts and and uh, so, you know read some books or or listened to books about it. And you know what's interesting is the way our brains are wired. You know we have that uh, that kind of that lizard brain piece of our brain, the reptile part of our brain that. Uh, you know, it looks at everything in terms of wins and losses and, and uh, did you succeed or not succeed? And obviously that makes sense in terms of, you know, did you, you know, were you able to secure enough food to eat? Were you able to secure shelter to protect yourself from the elements and things like that? But it probably doesn't meet the task or doesn't rise to the task when you're dealing with something like, did I hit a, uh, a small plastic wiffle ball? Uh, successfully over the net without letting the other team hit it hard back at us right so the pop up or something like that I mean it really doesn't make a lot of sense for our brain to uh, you know be as uh, cruel or as, as harsh as it can be on us sometimes you know and uh, you know we did a whole series on mental and emotional training with Coach Pete if you haven't heard those podcasts I highly recommend them to you they started episode 9 and uh, continue from there but uh, you know there's 5 episodes on it super really good stuff in there but, you know, in terms of reasonable or unreasonable expectations, I think, you know, when you go out on the pickleball court uh, and as an example on on um, the last week when we played, you know, I missed a few drives and, and drives are part of my game that are usually pretty spot on. They're kind of a highlight of my game is my forehand drive. And then I started thinking about it and I had been working on for the last couple of weeks. I've been working a lot on my backhand dinking and, and third shots and transition zone work on my backhand. And that actually worked reasonably well. Meaning that you know that part of the game was working pretty well because I've been drilling on it, but I haven't really hit forehand drives in a while, not especially not in a competitive setting, and so I think it's unreasonable for me to expect that I'm going to succeed with my forehand drive at a rate that I'd be happy with, right? If I have a not been drilling it and b not been playing competitively where I'm using that forehand drive, uh, you know, in in a competitive setting, so you know it's really a matter I think of. You know, when we go out there and we miss a shot, or say we miss a backhand ink, or we miss a return of serve, or something like that. You know, if you haven't been working on the game, say for the last couple of weeks, or you have, you've been, you know, on the shelf because of COVID or whatever or weather. Um, you know, I think it's unreasonable to say, well, I should be able to hit that shot just because. Uh, you know, we we are, um, you know, we're we're human, so we're prone to error. Uh, you know, we make errors in our everyday lives, and uh, you know, stub our toe here. Uh, take a fall there whatever. And it's no different on the pickleball court. when we go on the pickleball court, if it's we haven't played in a while or we haven't been drilling a, a particular uh, stroke and we miss that stroke that maybe historically has been good for us, I think maybe we should instead of getting upset or, or getting down on ourselves, maybe you know, reset your expectations, reset a reasonable set of your expectations. Uh, and even in the best of circumstances, you know, when you've been drilling, say you're drilling every day and playing all the time and just you know really in the flow of the game, you know, missing a shot here and there is simply part of the equation, right? It's part of the expectation that you should have uh, when you're playing pickleball. So, my suggestion, I guess, in, at the end of all this, is that you know, when we go out and play, let's have reasonable expectations about you know what we expect from ourselves uh, in terms of our performance out there. I mean, I think it's it's healthy to have a, a good context of what we're doing anyway. You know, in terms of what you know, we're hitting a wiffle ball on a on a court with friends. You know, we're not uh, we're not hunting for food to survive or you know, trying to you know fend off a, a, an attack or something like that. It's just a, a game, right? Uh, so if we have that context, that's even healthier. But within that context, I think, you know, having reasonable expectations of ourselves in terms of where we are in the game, uh, how much time we've been devoting to the game recently, and things like that can help you uh, maintain an even keel when you're out there, and simply accept the fact that you know things like you know missed shots, pop ups, uh, you know, just just mistakes that you probably don't want to have happen will happen on the pickleball court, and hopefully that'll you know give us more enjoyment when we're out there. I'm gonna share with you the story of Julius Yeago, nicknamed Mr. YouTube. You'll understand why in a second. It's a fascinating story. You're gonna like it. Stay tuned. Is someone on your holiday list an aspiring pickleball player? If so, check out Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It has everything in there that a player needs to start playing pickleball, including some strategies and tips to get started in the game. Available in digital or print copy at amazon.com. Happy holidays. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're a pickleball player. If you're a pickleball player, chances are you want to improve as a pickleball player. So the question is, what kind of things can I do as a pickleball player to improve, to get better, get more confident on the court? In researching the latest in online teaching techniques uh, for VI Pickleball, the work that CJ Johnson and I are doing in VI Pickleball, I came across a story of Julius Yego. Uh, i thought it was a fascinating story so i thought i'd share it with you because you know we're all looking for ways to learn and i think the story of of uh, mr yego is very interesting uh in terms of you know how you can bring to bear if you really want to learn you can bring to bear different uh different methods to learn uh to get to you know to get to your objectives Mr. yego grew up in kenya as a young man he became interested in the javelin throw he had seen some videos on youtube on the javelin throw and he became interested in the javelin throw Now, at the time in Kenya, there was really no infrastructure to learn the javelin throw. Uh, Kenyan athletes were known as distance runners, but uh, not in in other parts of track and field, including the javelin. So Mr. Yego just dedicated himself to studying the techniques through watching YouTube videos and learning on his own and basically advanced to a position where he was recognized internationally. Ultimately, he did get some scholarships to have some in-person training with some uh, coaches in Europe and things like that. But in, in, you know, his, his the beginning of his career began as a YouTube uh, t- a student, basically. The, his nickname on the circuit was Mr. YouTube, was they called him, when he went to championships. Uh, but in 2015, he won the world championship. And then in 2016, Summer Olympics in Rio, he got the silver, uh, despite throwing only once because he had suffered a right ankle injury. So here you have an athlete who basically, you know, began his career as a javelin thrower, by using online resources to learn techniques, study techniques, and things like that, and then was able ultimately to win uh, a world championship in his sport and a silver medal at the Olympics in his sport because of his foundation with online learning. So, why is Mr. Diego's story relevant to us as pickleball players? I think what it shows is it shows the amount that you can learn through online learning, uh, the way that you can advance in a sport through online learning. That's something that we, uh, that C.J. and I have learned through our experience teaching is. You know, we got into online learning this year, uh, partly because of COVID. Uh, The COVID restrictions uh, kind of forced us into an online environment more. So we got into the online environment. We started using it more and more to actually teach students. What was remarkable wasn't that online learning worked, because CJ and I both knew that online learning would be effective. What I guess was a little bit surprising was how effective it is. Um, The feedback from members in our VI pickleball community has been that The online instruction that they've received through VI Pickleball has changed their Pickleball pass, changed their Pickleball pass for the better. They understand the game, they're more confident and comfortable on the court. They are just, you know, way more uh, competent as Pickleball players on the court. The bottom line is that you can learn a lot about Pickleball through online study. There's a lot of information available on YouTube, including on Into Pickle and Better Pickleball on those channels. The advantage of an online community like VI Pickleball over just general YouTube videos is that in VI Pickleball, you get step-by-step videos basically breaking down different strokes, different concepts, different strategies. You also have the advantage of having uh, availability of online coaching through CJ and myself, and you also get the advantage of the community. So basically you have a community that supports you. So while Mr. Diego obviously had great success uh, uh, starting with the YouTube, the way that he really, really took that information and, and advanced with it was when the coaching piece got involved in it. And I, I would bet you dollars to that if Mr. Diego had something like Vi Pickleball available to him, he would have welcomed it because he would have had the content that he was looking for. So the online content he's looking for in an organized fashion, he would have had the availability of some coaching, and also the support of a community that would have helped him uh, get to the goals that he was trying to achieve. If you're ready to take your game to the next level, highly recommend that you check out VI Pickleball. You can go to wearepickleball.com. You can download our seven tips for 2021 on there. You can put in your email so that you're notified of future webinars and events that we have. The VI Pickleball community was built with one objective in mind, and that is to help you become the best pickleball player that you can be. Thanks for joining us for episode 19 of our podcast. If you enjoyed Pickleball Therapy, give it a rating on your podcast platform. That helps others find the podcast. Also share it with your friends. Remember, if you like the podcast, they probably will too. Stay safe out there.